The Pels are back from the All-Star break and head coach Willie Green needs to make some changes. Let's break down what those are. Plus, what are the Pelicans' goals for the rest of the season? It's a Friday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday, final show of the week. We are not going to talk about Zion Williamson, we are going to talk about Willie Green and the Pelicans rotation, the starting lineup. And some changes need to maybe be made there and what you're likely to see in the game tonight against the Phoenix Suns. And then their goals for the rest of the season. What are they trying to accomplish over these final whatever games that they're going to be playing? And today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. No one else coming to you like that. So, Pelicans. All-Star break's over. We can talk about games and our minds can get taken off everything else that we've had to talk about this week. I love it. That's such a relief, right? Taking on the Phoenix Suns, tough game, but you're going to see some changes from Willie Green. Going into the All-Star break after the game against the Dallas Mavericks, Will Guillory asked Willie Green a question of The Athletic and got a very good response. He'd said, and I'm paraphrasing here, you know, some players have been dropped after poor play, but one consistent in the rotation has been a guy like Garrett Temple. Why do you keep giving him minutes, basically? A lot of people want to ask the want the press to like grill the head coach. This is a really well-phrased question. Look, we're all frustrated with Garrett Temple's minutes. We'll talk about that here in a sec. We can't go in and just be like, Willie Green, you're dumb. Why are you playing Garrett Temple too many minutes? You've got to phrase it away because he could easily come back and Stan Van Gundy did this last year of, I think he gives us the best chance to win. And the conversation's kind of done, right? Like, there's nothing you can say there. We might be frustrated with parts of what Willie Green is doing. I don't actually know more about basketball than he does. Even bad coaches know more than media do, right? So you've got to phrase it in a way or it's got to be kind of, like, appropriate. And I thought this was really well done. And Willie Green's response to that was, you know, I'm not really sure. It's, it's, that's a bit of brutal honesty from, from Willie, don't you think? I would kind of like my, my favorite team's head coach to know why he's playing a certain guy and not be uncertain why he's playing a, a, a guy. There, there's some concern there, but I appreciate the honesty, I think, even if it isn't the best answer. But it probably means he's going to reevaluate this. And he said he's going to make some changes. So I expect the rotation will be different. And look, Garrett Temple has been, like, I don't want to just, like, kill this dude here, right? But he's been bad. There has been no part of his play that has been good, offensively or defensively. Does he wear a suit well? Oh, hell yeah. Is he a good locker room presence? Yeah. But does he need to be on the court the seventh most minutes this season for the Pelicans? Of the guys that are still on the team, it's actually up to fifth? No. His on-court, off-court numbers are bad. He's a minus 
333 on the season. I don't love individual plus minus, but usually when you get to a number of that size, it kind of tells you something. Per 100 possessions, the Pelicans are worse with him on the court by eight by 15 points. Per 100 possessions, their net rating would be minus 15 if he played all of those possessions. That's a terrible, terrible number. For on-off, it's not much better. They're better when he's off the court by about three points per 100 possession. So when you look at those numbers, it's it's kind of infuriating that he's playing. And look, it, no one else with significant minutes is anywhere close. The next closest person to him is Jared Harper, whose on-court, off-court is, is worse than his technically, in a sense, but has only played... Like very few minutes, 10 minutes total, right? Like that doesn't factor in. And he's not even on the team anymore. Uh, Tomas Sadoransky's was better than Garrett Temple. When you finally get to someone with comparable minutes, it was Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who on court was minus 5.3. Garrett Temple's minus a 15. Huge difference there, right? You can't keep playing this guy. He doesn't do anything defensively. He doesn't do anything offensively. Does he talk to refs? Does he mentor young guys? Yeah. Do it from the bench and not actively hurting this team because that is what is happening here. Flip this around though, right? The guy that he is really kind of playing over to a degree, Jose Alvarado, the best on court plus minus plus 8.1 when he is on the court. When he's off, uh, and then when you factor in the on-off number, it's plus 13 and a half. So they're bet they're worse when he's off the court, too. So it says, you know, this is a guy that is an impactful to a sense NBA player. And look, you, you saw his struggles at times in that Memphis game. And being undersized, I don't know if you can actually start him next to CJ McCollum when that backcourt has been a little bit rough, just overall for the Pelicans. But it's a guy that needs to be getting minutes in games and can't be having DNPs. That Dallas game right before the break was particularly frustrating, right? At one point, this team was down like 20, 30. They made that comeback when Dallas let off the gas a little bit and stopped hitting some ridiculous shots. But when Luka is going for like almost a 50-burger against you, why not do something differently when you're down 20? Like, why keep playing Garrett Temple and putting him on Luca when Luca has cooked him over and over and over again? Luca probably that night would have cooked Jose Alvarado, to be perfectly honest. But why not try it? Did you expect different results with Garrett Temple or he would get better as the game went on? Like, that's the kind of stuff from, from head coaches, and this doesn't only apply to Willie Green, that frustrates me, right? Like, that was pretty obvious that that was not the move, and when you're down 15, maybe try something different and see if you get different results that way, too. So I think you'll see a guy like Garrett Temple play fewer minutes. I think you're going to see a guy like Jose Alvarado play significantly more minutes, too. And I think you're going to start to see other things, too. You did uh, Willie Green did say that Devontae Graham was going to come off of the bench. I like this move a lot. The, and let's talk about it when we talk about the starting lineup in the next segment because I want to get into Jackson Hayes and the total lineup with that. So let's break it down coming up here next. So Devontae Graham on the bench. I like this move a lot for a couple of different reasons. Let's break that down coming up here next in today's episode 
of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials were new without your consent? It's a business scam that's out to get you. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill is going to make it incredibly easy. You just link your accounts. I've done this. And Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. They're going to do all the work for you. You're not going to then get pinged for $9.99, $4.99, whatever it might be, and lose that money where you feel dumb and it's money out of your bank account that you go do anything else with. That's an important thing to kind of keep in mind too. So I really enjoy using Truebill just to save some money and get rid of these things that I don't want. And Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my direct TV bill, saved 120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill and saved 840 a year on my car insurance. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. NBA could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. There's so many different kinds of cars out there. If you go into a chain store because you need a part, you'll get a part. Is it going to fit your car perfectly? Maybe, maybe not. That's not a risk I like to take. Is it going to be a high quality part? Might be. You're not really sure because you're only going to be able to buy what they happen to carry in stock. And with so many different makes and models, they're not going to carry a wide variety. They're just going to give you the part they have. You're going to have to pay that price. You don't need to do this because you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket on your phone. So save time and money when using rockauto.com. Do not choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years is where I buy all of my parts. I work on all of my cars. They have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet to refresh your ride. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Bunk? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free in five days a week. No paywall, completely free. The Pelicans talk you want to hear. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free. It's available wherever you get your podcast. Great context around the games that you can't just get from a box score. <clears throat> Sorry, still getting over <clears throat> being sick. There we go. So we just went over. You've got to play Jose Alvarado more. You've got to drop Garrett Temple from this lineup. It's just simply not working like in any capacity whatsoever. And you're going to see more changes than just that, right? Tightening up the rotation is certainly one of them with the more impactful guys. And look, some of these guys have a future, some don't. I'd also like to see a guy like Trey Murphy in the rotation, ideally starting, to be honest. I just don't think that they're going to go that way yet. So who's going to change in the starting lineup? Because I think certain things are not working. So first and foremost, um, man, I can't think this morning. Uh, Devontae Graham, there we go, is going to be sticking with the bench. Willie Green said that. I like this for a couple of reasons. One, he's not shooting well particularly, and he's in a slump, and that's actively hurting the team. This season, he's shooting 34% from three. It's not a horrible number, but it's not good. There were He what made one shot, two shots over a three-game period, and that was it. That's 
harming the offense when the starters are out there. And this was kind of my problem with Nikhil. Some of these guys are kind of volume shooters ripping shots, and I get it. I don't mind Devontae Graham shooting threes for the most part, but when he's in a slump, something needs to change. Because when you're playing with the starters, that's a shot that Brandon Ingram isn't taking, or CJ McCollum won't be taking, or Jonas Valanciunas won't be taking. So when Nikhil would take that step back three acting like he was James Harden or Steph Curry or something like that, when you're not, that meant you missed a scoring opportunity potentially for Brandon Ingram or for Valanciunas at the time. Those are important guys to feed the ball to, right? Like, they're good. We know this. Both of them are really good. Get them the ball and let them cook and score. But when you have other people taking their shots, that doesn't work. And then those guys can get out of a rhythm, or at least Brandon Ingram can. So I don't like that. So putting Devontae Graham on the bench, one, to give him some scoring punch that they're, they've been missing at times this year. Nikhil provided it at times for him when he wasn't starting. Kind of put him into that role and let him shoot as much as he wants because I don't care who he's taking shots away from at that point. I don't care that, you know, it's a guy like um, <clears throat> Gary Clark won't be shooting because Devontae Graham is. Totally fine with that. Do that. So, one, I like that move by head coach Willie Green. Now, who steps into the starting lineup then, right? So, you've got CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, and Jonas Valanciunas is kind of the four, core four. We've seen Jackson Hayes go in there and play minutes at the four. And against certain teams, it's worked really well, though. Against other teams, it has not. They did this against Dallas, and Dallas completely burned him because Jackson Hayes does struggle defensively against fours, kind of out there in space. He's better kind of closer to the rim, more acting as a deterrent and shot blocker, even if he's not truly that. But he's better at that. So when you have him guarding fours, I don't think it totally, totally works. And I think that is... A bit of a problem when it comes to that. Um, I also think then you can't play him in there. And he's not going to be playing that overall, right? Like that's not where his spot is going to be long term. So I don't think you should put him into that spot. I think you should eventually just bring him off the bench because that's Zion's kind of reserve spot for whenever he's going to come back, if he's going to come back. So I think keeping him on the bench is a good idea, and it strengthens that bench unit a little bit more. I don't think you can start Jose Alvarado in the backcourt, so this probably leads to another wing player. Some, someone like, say, Tony Snell or Gary Clark or Trey Murphy the third. It shouldn't be Clark, obviously. His minutes should be really reduced, I think. I'd like it to be Trey Murphy. I don't think it's going to be Trey Murphy. It's probably... It might be Jackson Hayes, but it probably should be Tony Snell. There's at least shooting there. You know, he's shooting a good bit here in New Orleans, 4.3 attempts per game, 46% in limited minutes in three games. I don't mind that. He's, you know, he's older. Does he give you much defense there? No, but no one really is going to. So you may as well put the best shooter out there to space the court a little bit more and have an outlet and a guy that can drain some threes. So I don't think at this point, given what we've seen defensively, that Jackson Hayes and those minutes at the far are really working. I'd rather have B.I. there, put Herb kind of at the three, though they're both playing on the wing, and just kind of rolling with it and seeing kind of how this goes for a couple of games, because I think that's probably the <clears throat> biggest thing. So you've got C.J. McCollum, Tony Snell, Herb Jones, B.I., and then a guy like uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Or, again, Trey Murphy would be the optimal one. Get him some experience. Get him in a lower-pressure situation where he doesn't need to do much. Just shoot and kind of rebound. If you can do those two things, you'll be really good in that spot. 
those are some of the changes to the starting lineup one we will see with Devontae Graham but I think you'll they should start to make I don't love Tony Snell in there I'd rather again be Trey Murphy and get the young guy some minutes you were very very high on him you may as well go out and use him I think would be the good thing get him some reps learn even if he hasn't earned those minutes per se that's probably the right move it should but I think a happy compromise could be Tony Snell. I don't know if they should, though, run Jackson Hayes at the four anymore to start games. Get him minutes there. Like, play him there. That's part of the rotation stuff, too. I just don't know if he should be starting because we've seen opponent fours really hurt New Orleans with the lack of defense down low because of that. And you take Jackson Hayes away from areas that he's much more comfortable with. All right, coming up, goals for the rest of the Pelicans season. Let's break it all down here in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar, and I eat one of these things every single day. They're making me keep to my New Year's resolutions, which is to eat healthier, avoid snacky things, processed in like refined sugar that's terrible for you and all of that. I'm not eating like the, the peanut butter filled pretzels that I absolutely love. I'm having a Built Bar instead when I get some of those cravings or I'm just a little bit hungry and I need something. And that's because Built Bar is healthy and it tastes like a candy bar. So I don't even really think that I'm eating healthy and it's keeping me on the track that I want to be on. So this is a great time to give Built Bars a try. And you've got to try their puff flavors. If you haven't, you're really missing out on one of the best tasting Built Bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. So go to Built.com. Scroll down to the macros chart. You're going to be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Most of them have 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to anything else built bar is going to win every time i love the mint brownie that's one of my favorite ones i just ordered the white chocolate cookies and cream that's going to be delicious as well and they have new flavors coming out all the time so you want to go back and check out built.com so go to built.com use promo code lock 15 and get 15 off your order again use promo code lock 15 for 15 off over at built.com Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for you all, breaking down everything you want to know. Now for your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. I co-host the Wednesday episode of Locked On NBA, and it is so much fun, though I won't be there next Wednesday because it's the day after Mardi Gras, and I'm probably going to just be recovering that day instead. Okay, so we just went over the rotation changes, things that I think need to be changed to a certain degree with the New Orleans Pelicans. And now for their goals for the rest of the season. I think this part's kind of simple, right? Get into the playing tournament. Portland's going to start to kind of back off. For like for sure, Portland is going to really start to back off. They just shut down Nurkic for a little while. That's a good thing. You've also got to make sure that you have your rotation tight and you don't have really off days here in terms of games that you're going to play. The Pelicans' schedule is tough. They actually don't play that many wide number of teams that are playoff teams, but they've got the Phoenix Suns, they've got the Utah Jazz multiple times. That's a brutal stretch of schedule. You're not going to necessarily win all of those games, so you need to 1,000 million percent take care of business against the teams that you're going to try and be uh, favored against and that are in contention for the play-in tournament too. Portland's going to back off. I'm not worried about them. The Kings are still in contention, swung a big trade for Demonis Sabonis, pairing him with De'Aaron Fox. You play them on March 2nd. That's a really important game, obviously. You win that, 
it knocks them down essentially two games in the standings. That's a big loss for them. That probably keeps them at bay and out of the play-in tournament if you win that for the most part. But then you've also got to take care of business at home against Orlando, against Charlotte, Houston, all of those teams that have surprised you and played you. And then, of course, against San Antonio. To do this, you're going to need to be on. Like, on, 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 on. You can't have an off night because you're tired or what have you. You need to absolutely play your best. Which means, Willie Green's got to drill it into these guys that you need to have the right kind of energy to come out. We've seen them come out slow at times, right? They get punched in the face and just never really recover from something along those lines. Even when it seems like they could have won it. Memphis did that, right? Memphis without John Morant in that game did that. And New Orleans never really was able to come back from that. You've got to eliminate that mentality. You also need to make sure the goal the the rest of the way is going to be exactly how Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum work. I'm, I'm not overly worried about it, right? Like they're going to be fine. Things are going to be fine with those guys. But you want to make sure that you found like the right type of free-flowing offense to really make it work with them. And is there a way to make... C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram in a starting lineup, another goal for the team, work defensively. Is it a guy like Jose Alvarado? Is it a guy like Herb Jones kind of being the key to that and finding a way to at least have an average defense? It doesn't need to be amazing. It needs to at least be kind of average. Even a little bit below average would be fine as long as you're figuring out the offense and how to make everyone kind of score and work super well together. I think that's going to be one of the biggest things. So those are really the goals. Get into the play-in tournament. Figure out a few things towards next season, too, and take care of business against the teams because your margin for error at this point, non-existent. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans, this week of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all on Monday.